0: Hello, friends. Welcome to Resting Church Face, a podcast. I am your host, Amanda Allen, and this is episode 11, and we are going to take a slight detour this week. I know that I said we were going to finish our discussion on middle school, and we absolutely will, but guys, it is 1130 at night on Sunday. I just finished watching the Oscars, and we have to talk about it. It was the happiest award show I've ever seen. And not only because Brendan Fraser won, which I'm over the moon about, and we are going to talk about it, but just in general, the whole show was full of joy. And I want to talk about why that is important to us as humans. So sit back, relax, stream everything everywhere all at once, after you listen to this, of course, because I'll be honest, I have not seen it, and now I feel like I have committed a crime. We need to all go watch that movie. And let's talk about why happiness and joy is just really vital to the human experience. So I haven't watched an Oscar ceremony in a couple of years, not all the way through. I feel like it had really just gotten to a point where it was a portal for divisiveness and tension. And we really were just tuning in to see who was mad at someone else or, I mean, last year, an A-list celebrity walked on stage and slapped another A-list celebrity in the face. I mean, it's entertaining, but it's not the kind of entertainment that I am looking for. So I really only watched this award show this year because I wanted to see if Brendan Fraser was going to win, and he did. And I'm so happy. But this show, this Oscar ceremony was so delightful. I was so pleasantly surprised at just how good it was and lighthearted and happy Now, I mean, there were some weird moments, so let's get those out of the way. Let's talk about that. Um, We had Diane Warren come out and play the piano for some song for a movie that I've not heard of. And the girl that sang it, it was like a bad 80s spoken word drama where she's like, and then she's like, ladies of the world, applaud for yourselves. That was weird. Then you had Lady Gaga who inexplicably took off all her makeup and wore jeans and a T-shirt and saying like she was begging to be led into heaven rather than singing about planes in a Tom Cruise movie. A little over the top. <laughs> I also felt that some of Jimmy Kimmel's jokes fell flat, but for the most part, it was a very enjoyable experience. And I just left watching the show feeling so uplifted. And I think I'm speaking for everybody when I say that it has been a hard couple of years. We've had the pandemic we have inflation, we're all exhausted, we're all trying so hard at everything, everything that we're doing, we are trying so hard and we are all susceptible to depression and to feeling like we just keep getting kicked when we're down. I have felt that before. I have felt that recently. I mean, there are days when I wake up and I think, why do I keep trying when nothing is working? I also know that there are dreams that I have had that I have let die because I just don't think they're going to happen for whatever reason. And I know that I'm not alone in that either. Just watching this show, so many people, not just the, the actors and actresses, but the cinematographers and the sound people, the costume designers, they all mentioned the dreams that they had as a kid. Most of them said something about it and about how they almost let it go. But almost all of them mentioned somebody in their lives that kept pushing them to fight for what they wanted. They were happy for them even when they couldn't be happy for themselves. And I think that that is the answer to why a lot of people reach their goals and fulfill their dreams. It's happiness. It's joy. Sometimes we need someone to inject it in us when we don't have it ourselves. And sometimes we need to watch an award show that reminds us that good things happen to good people. People that work hard come out on top. And sometimes underdogs win. So let's talk about the moments of joy in the Oscars this year. So the first really joyful moment of the night was when Kay Hui Kwan won Best Supporting Actor for his role in Everything Everywhere All at Once. And you guys, he is just a precious person. (laughs) I feel like, you know, he's eight years older than I am, but I would like to adopt him. That's how he makes me feel. I was so happy for him when they announced his name. He was like a kid on Christmas morning. He was almost dancing with joy. You know, you, you hear that term, he was dancing with joy. That is Kai Hui Quan tonight. And he has a really inspiring story too. You know, he's from Vietnam, spent a year in a refugee camp with his family. He is one of nine children, He became popular really quickly in the 80s. He was short round in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. He was also Data in Goonies. And then he was also an Encino man with Brendan Fraser. And then he talks about how his career choices just started disappearing because they really weren't casting Asian actors, which is really sad. But he also mentioned his wife. He said that, you know, for the past 20 years, she's told him every month, every year that his time was coming. And we all need somebody like that in our lives. But one of the things he said, the, the thing that I just really loved at the end of his speech where he said, dreams are something you have to believe in. I almost gave up on mine. To all of you out there, keep your dreams alive. Right? Yes. Yes, that's what we want. That's what we need to hear. When he also said that his mom is 84 and she's watching TV, she's watching it from home, and he said, Mom, I just won the Oscar, I burst into tears. I was so thrilled for him. And then Jamie Lee Curtis wins the best supporting actress for everything, everywhere, all at once. And Jamie Lee Curtis is maybe one of the most likable celebrities in Hollywood. She has a very tell-it-like-it-is kind of attitude, but you also feel like she's very normal and grounded and rooted. She is the daughter of Tony Curtis and Janet Lee of Psycho fame. And I even liked her in her Activia commercials, the yogurt commercials. (laughs) She was like, she made yogurt likable. But, you know, she's 64 years old. She gets up there to accept that speech, and she is just so happy. And you feel like there's no, I don't know, agenda. There's no hubris. There's just joy and happiness. And then when she looked toward, you know, the ceiling toward heaven and said that her parents, you know, had been nominated several times for Oscars, and she was like, I want an Oscar. Mom and Dad, I want an Oscar. Guys, what is it about them, you know, referencing their parents that just – Oh, it, it just gets you because, you know, your parents want you to succeed. And it's, it's more heartbreaking that her parents have passed away, but it's also, you know, the joy of being able to tell them that she did it. She made something of herself, she was successful. Super emotional moment. And then in the most emotional moment of the night for me, where I just, you know, ugly cried. So this movie, The Irish Goodbye, wins an award. And the producers bring on stage an actor in the movie. His name is James Martin. He has Down syndrome. And they announce that it is his birthday. It is his 31st birthday. And they say that rather than use their time to keep talking about the award, they would like the entire auditorium to sing happy birthday to this actor with Down syndrome. And everybody does it. You guys, he's standing there. They let him hold the Oscar. He's cheering while they sing him happy birthday. And I just don't think it gets better than that moment. So up until this point, all of the nominated songs that they have done, I have been less than impressed by. They're fine. I mean, we've had the weird Lady Gaga. We have, I don't think Lady Gaga had sung at that point, but we'd had the weird, you know, spoken word drama 80s song. And then this actress comes out and she, I believe, is in the movie... RRR which is a movie from India which I have I really don't know anything about but she begins to introduce the song and she says that the song is a real banger and I I laughed because I was like that's cute and so they start the song and guys I have always wished that I could dance I am not a dancer at all I am pretty good from the waist up so I'm a great car dancer but if I have to involve my legs and feet it's where I lose the plot it all goes south but these people are dancing to this song and it is so good they are so good but they're having so much fun people in the audience are shouting and cheering for them it made me want to know how to dance it you know I literally sat on my couch and thought ah being human is great and I don't think that's a sentence I've ever said (laughs) But there are things about life that are just so happy. And that is one of those things. Watching people dance on a stage. They've made it to the Oscars. This is probably the biggest thing they've ever done. And they are loving every minute of it. And so are we. And as soon as they were done, I was like, that song needs to win. The song is called Natu Natu. I love the actress that introduced it because she said, if you have not heard of Natu Natu, you're about to. I was like smart, so it it really is a fun song too. I think I may download it. I don't understand anything they're saying, but I thoroughly enjoyed it, and it did win. Okay, so you know how there are a lot of gags sometimes at award shows, and they always fall flat. They never are quite as funny as I think the producers and the host think they're going to be. Like even Jimmy Kimmel parachuting in at the beginning, I felt like he expected everybody to be like, "Oh, it's so clever," and we were all kind of like, "That's cute." But there's a moment in the show where he brought out a donkey and evidently this donkey played a big part in the movie, the banshees of Inna Shernon. I think I said that right. And Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson, who starred in the movie were so excited to see this donkey, especially Colin Farrell, genuinely thrilled. And Jimmy Kimmel said, look, it's your friend, Colin Farrell. And the donkey looked, the donkey looked right at Colin Farrell. And I, laughed so hard. I enjoyed it so much. But I'm one, also one of those people who really enjoy Instagram videos with cute animals. I mean, I don't like all of them. But I am a sucker for a funny cat video or a dog video. So a donkey with a baleful expression. Every time they centered it on that donkey, it looked so unhappy. But yet uh, it was like Eeyore came to the Oscars, <laughs> but was also kind of happy to see his old friend Colin Farrell. So that was another moment of unexpected joy. And then, of course, the piece de resistance for me, Brendan Fraser wins Best Actor for The Whale. I really had convinced myself that he wasn't going to win. I had texted my friends, I texted my mom, and I was like, I'm pretty sure it's going to be Austin Butler because all of the news articles I had read, all of the we're calling it for this person, they all said it was going to be Austin Butler, mainly because The Whale was not nominated for Best Picture. And I think in the history of the Oscars, it's really rare that the best actor comes from a movie that wasn't nominated for Best Picture. So I was just consoling myself already. I had said, you know, even if he doesn't win, I'm just so proud of him for making it as far as he did and getting the recognition that he deserved. So when they said his name, I was so happy... (laughs) I immediately again started crying. He looked so shocked. I think he had convinced himself he wasn't going to win either. He's hugging his kids. He's hugging his girlfriend. I know I'm a little, I'm grieving a little bit that he does have a girlfriend, but she seems very nice. (laughs) She seems like a lovely person, but he gets up on stage and, you know, I think it was one of those moments in his life where he probably had prepared a speech but had a very hard time remembering it. There was a moment when I was a little afraid he might pass out because he looked kind of close to hyperventilating. I think he was feeling that dreamlike sense of, I can't believe this is happening, that like my dream just came true. I was thrilled for him. And so, If you go back and listen to our mini episode where I talk about Brendan Fraser and why his story is so hopeful, I stand by it. And I'm so glad that it worked out in the best way. And it ended with such a happy ending for him. And I really hope that this is really just the start of a new career for him, that his career is going to take off again. He's going to be offered really good roles and he's just going to be one of those stable, solid Hollywood players in the best way. And we're just going to see a lot more things that he has to offer. And then Michelle Yeoh won Best Actress for Everything Everywhere All at Once. She has been around for a really long time. I didn't know that she had trained as a ballet dancer, had never had martial arts training, and has been amazing. And she's really known for her martial arts work, but has never had formal training. I think that is fascinating. But she also genuinely thrilled and shocked and so excited that she won. She had a wonderful um, parting words in the end of her speech where she said, she was talking to women and she said, never let anyone tell you you're past your prime. Yes, girl. You know, that's another thing that I was really inspired by is that so many of these actors and actresses that are winning tonight are not people in their 20s. You know, Austin Butler didn't win for best actor. He was the favorite to win and he didn't win. And, you know, they, they kind of shift to him when Brendan Fraser wins. And the look on his face is polite, but I felt like he was surprised he didn't win. But I think that that's a good thing sometimes because, yes, he did a great job in Elvis. I haven't seen it, but I've heard I, – I will watch that one. I've heard he's done – you know, he did great. But I also think he's in his 20s, and he's got plenty of time to get to where these actors have gotten. It's time that people that were overlooked for the things that they had done in the past too – get their shot, and I really enjoyed seeing people in their 50s and 60s, you know, winning awards and being the it people of the night. It was really, really refreshing. And then, just when I think it can't get any better, Harrison Ford comes on stage to announce Best Picture, and the Best Picture goes to Everything Everywhere all at once, and there is a moment when Kay Hui Kwan comes on stage, And Harrison Ford grabs him and hugs him and kind of shakes him. He's so thrilled for him that I just felt for a moment, I was like, my heart can't take this much happiness watching people be this happy. But it could. I'm alive. I'm recording this episode. (laughs) But I just loved seeing how excited Harrison Ford was for a kid that 30 years ago played his sidekick in a movie in the 80s. So really great moments of joy. So now let's talk about why these are great moments of joy and why I think that they're universal experiences and why we all react the way that we do to people we don't know who are celebrating a skill that most of us do not possess. So let's talk about that. So I think the first reason that we feel such joy for people we don't know are when they are people that have struggled to get where they are, and we know that, we can see something of ourselves in those people. And just like I said in the Brendan Fraser episode, we want to believe that we can pull ourselves out of a mire. We can climb the mountain. We can get back to the top. We can start over. We can make things happen again. And to see somebody do it in real time, in front of our eyes, is extremely inspiring. So when we see people like Kay Huey Kwan and Jamie Lee Curtis and Brendan Fraser and Michelle Yeoh and they're people that maybe have been overlooked. And, you know, Michelle Yeoh is the first Asian woman to win an Academy Award. That's amazing. It's 2023 and she's still the first. You know, the show has been on for 95 years and she's the first. And it wasn't that long ago that we had the first African-American woman and the first African-American man and so on and so on. It's important to be able to see ourselves in people that are achieving things. And here's a little detour we're going to take, but I think it's an important one. And we will talk about this more in some other episodes, but I've always said that when I go to a church and I look at the worship team, if all I see are one kind of person, one kind of body type, one kind of age, one kind of ethnicity, it makes me sad because I think the people in the congregation need to see themselves represented in our worship leaders. Because when we don't, we we can't identify. We're not being able to portray Christ to people that look different. And I think that those are things that we need to think about. We need to be able to see people that remind us that God works in all of us. He pulls all of us out of hits and depression, and writer's block and career blocking when we don't know what we want to do with our lives, he lights a fire inside of all of us. There is something that all of us want to do. I guarantee you there's something you want to do. You may not know what it is. And Maybe this week you need to sit down and ask yourself, what is it that I want? Maybe you know what you want, but you have not done it because you feel like you can't. This is the kind of thing that reminds you that you can and it's never, ever too late. And that's the other thing. I mentioned before that every one of the best actors and the best supporting actors and actresses are all in their 50s and 60s. All of them. It is never too late. You are never too old. And guys, I am 42. And there are times that I think to myself, well, you've missed that shot. And it could, about lots of things in my life, I have convinced myself that I'm now too old, I say that in quotation marks, to pursue things that I feel like I should have pursued more in my 20s and 30s. But that is a lie. That is a lie from Satan. It is never too late. There are so many people in the world who are famous for things that they didn't even start doing until later in life. So don't let that be an excuse because all of these people that won tonight are not in their 20s. They're not in their 30s. They're not even in their 40s, okay? You can do anything at any time. God does not favor just the young. And listen, if you are in your 20s or your teens right now and you're listening to this, by the way, thank you. I appreciate you listening to Gen Xer. It's very flattering, but if you're listening to this and there is something that you want and you're not getting it, please don't give up. Don't give up if you don't get it next month or five years from now or 10 years from now. It just may mean that you've got to try a little harder and a little longer. Guys, there are things that I have wanted since I was like 15 years old that I still have not gotten. It hasn't happened for me, but it doesn't mean that I'm going to give up. Because just because it hasn't happened yet doesn't mean it won't. It's not over until, as Jimmy Fallon said in Saturday Night Live playing Barry Gibb, they put me in the ground. If it's not over for me, it is not over for you. I think the other reason that I really enjoyed the show tonight is that joy is infectious. I think when people are really having fun and they are in the moment and they are not thinking about anything else other than just The pure happiness and the fun that they're having, it is infectious. It's like empathetic joy. That might be the name of my next podcast, empathetic joy. I felt this the most when I was watching that dancing on the Indian song, Natu Natu. I, again, did not understand what they were saying, and I don't think most of the people in that auditorium understood what they were saying. Some sure did. But you could see how much fun these people are having And it's like I said, it made me so happy to be able to feel that joy. And we talked about at the beginning that life is hard. Yes, life is hard, but there are moments, there are slivers of our lives and moments of time in our day-to-day business that we can feel purely happy if we'll let ourselves if we will surround ourselves with people that make us feel that way. I think about my niece when she was around two, we went to my sister and brother-in-law's house for Christmas and Madeline was opening gifts and she kept looking at my sister and she was saying, I'm having fun, mom. I'm having fun. She just kept saying it. Kids are so good at this. They are so good about being happy in the moment and they're not, you know, in the back of their mind, while they're having fun, they're not listing all the things that they need to do. They're not already checked out and part of them is already at work tomorrow. I am so bad about that. You know, this past weekend, um, yesterday, my friend Ashley and I discovered a little coffee shop in Gunnersville, And for the first time in a long time, I genuinely enjoyed just sitting and talking with a friend and I wasn't cataloging all of the stressed out things that go through my mind all the time about the things that I need to get done and the work that I need to accomplish. I literally just was able to sit in a coffee shop and enjoy the coffee and enjoy the company of my friend. And I think those times are just really underrated in our lives and we need to seek them out more because joy, just like, you know, a zombie bite in Pedro Pascal's show on HBO, it's infectious. And so who can you infect with joy? I probably should edit this out and say it in a better way, but you know what? I'm not going to because it's late at night and this is just the way that my mind is working tonight. So in wrapping up this episode, I want to ask us two questions and I'm asking these questions to myself as well. The first one is, what do you want? Just like Ryan Gosling says in the notebook, what do you want? But really, what dream Have you let go of? Have you let die? Because for whatever reason, you thought it wasn't going to happen. What can you pick back up? What are the steps that you can take? But I really think before you even ask those questions, you have to find out and and figure out in yourself what it is that you really want. Not what you think you should want, but what is the dream that you really have? Write it down. Tell somebody that you love who will support you who will remind you every month, every year that your time is coming. If you don't feel like you can talk to somebody else about it, pray about it. Tell God. If God is the only one you can tell, do it. Tell him that you're embarrassed maybe to say it out loud. You shouldn't be, but maybe if you are, tell him. Say it's a dream that I can't seem to let go of. Please help me get there, right? So what is it that you want? What is the dream that you really have for yourself? The second question is, what brings you joy? And I don't think that this has to be something that directly correlates with the dream that you have. Sometimes we need to do things that make us happy in order to fuel us to do the things that we need to do to get to our happiest place, right? So what are some things that make you happy? You know, for me, I love to read. I've talked about that. I love to watch, you know, movies and TV. But there are other things that I really enjoy that I sometimes just don't make time for. In fact, the whole time that I've been recording this podcast in between little editing moments, my cat, Anne Shirley, has been bringing me a water bottle top that she wants me to throw so she can play fetch. She just keeps jumping on the couch and, you know, putting it on my lap so I will throw it for her. Yes, my cat plays fetch, and it is as adorable as it sounds. But I love doing it. With her, she loves it when I do it. I don't do it enough, but it makes me so happy. And she's a little chunky, so I probably should do it more. But it brings me a lot of joy. What is something that just makes you happy? Find out what that is. It may be something that you did when you were a kid and you haven't done it in a really long time. But schedule joy for yourself this week. Even if you have to put it in your calendar, like take some time to decompress, some self care moments of happiness. Maybe you should learn to dance like the Indian dancing. I won't be able to do it, but if you can, that's fantastic. So find some time this week to ask yourself, what brings me joy? And try to do a little bit more of that. Also, if you do teach yourself how to do the dance from RRR, the Nachu Nachu song, I'm going to need to see that because that will definitely bring me joy. guys that's it for this episode thank you so much for hanging out with me this week and thank you for letting me veer a little bit off script i was just so excited to talk to you about this but we will finish our discussion on middle school next monday so please come back to listen to that thank you again for following and subscribing and leaving such wonderful reviews on apple podcasts and on spotify and again remember your dreams are important it's never ever too late you can do anything i believe in you I really do. I hope you have a wonderful week and let's get together again soon.